In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Monday of the second week of Easter. Today being the 17th day of April 2023. Let us together invite the Holy Spirit to come, lead, and guide us. Come, Holy Ghost, Creator, come from thy bright heavenly throne. Come, take possession of our souls and make them all thy own. Beloved children of God, the title of my homily today is You Must Be Born Again. You Must Be Born Again. The first reading today is taken from the Acts of Apostles, chapter 4, from verse 23 to verse 31. The Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to John, chapter 3, from verse 1 to verse 8. Today, Jesus tells Nicodemus that for him to enter the kingdom of God, he must be born again. This was the response to the question raised by Nicodemus after recognizing Jesus Christ as one who has come from God, knowing, according to his testimony, none could have done the great things Jesus has done if he hadn't come from God. And so Jesus told him this, he must be born again. He must be born anew. And he asked, how possible could this be? He asked this because he didn't understand the context from which Jesus speaks. To be born again here is not what we have in our present day um, society, where every now and then you see people talking about, have you been born again? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ, have you accepted, accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And we see the same set of people going through this ritual again and again and again. To be born again is not just about going to receive the sacrament of baptism. It goes beyond that. To be born again is to have one's heart circumcised. To be born again is to have one configured to the person of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, the sacrament of baptism is meant to do this in the life of the recipient of the sacrament who is properly prepared and rightfully disposed for the sacrament. Nonetheless, there could be instances of people receiving sacraments, people supposedly getting converted, people supposedly accepting Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, and really not born again. Once you are born again, you receive the Spirit of God, as it happened at the baptism of Jesus Christ. The moment John baptized him and he stepped out of the river Jordan, the Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. This is what happens at every celebration of the sacrament of baptism, especially when this is received by a candidate that has been properly and sufficiently prepared for the sacrament, has the right knowledge and is properly predisposed 
for the reception of the sacrament of baptism. Of course, with the um, right minister. Beloved children of God, the question we ask ourselves today is, are we really born again? We, the supposed Christians, we who are supposed to be the children of God, if we are, does it play out in the way we live our lives? The early Christian community had people who were truly born again. Quite a number of them. And that played out in their lifestyle. Today, Peter and John were released after they were seriously persecuted, flogged, imprisoned, molested, humiliated for preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. But upon their return and reunion with the other disciples, they joined first and prayed with one voice. They were not envious of one another. Certainly, not all the disciples, not all the apostles had the same gifts. Some were miracle workers. Others were great preachers. Some were healers. Others were quiet workers, serving the interests of others. Some were men stewards, what you may call men, men, because I use that word men because they may not be among those who are pronounced in the society or very evidently known and recognized and respected. People with all kinds of gifts and of different categories. Some were wealthy, some were poor. But look at the beautiful thing. They were walking with one spirit and speaking in one voice. Why was it that way? Because they were circumcised at heart. They were circumcised at heart. By their complexion, by their gender, by their height, by their nationality, they differ one from another. But at heart, they were one. Because each has been configured to the person of Jesus Christ. Little wonder Paul will say, the life I live is no longer I who live, but Christ who live in me. And it is only at that point that we can come together to speak in one voice and pray with one voice. We are living in a generation where Christians are so loud and noisy, so very loud in the society, yet they haven't a voice, not one. And that is why we make little or no impact in our society of today. The society rather drags us where it wants to take us. Instead of we leading the society where God wants the society to be. Because we haven't got the heart of Jesus Christ. And because we haven't got the heart of Jesus Christ, we lack the presence of the Holy Spirit. The resultant effect of this is we go to church just for ritual. Many, many, many Christians today, because we have not been converted at heart. We have not had our hearts circumcised. We have not allowed ourselves to be configured to the person of Jesus Christ. And for many who were already converted or configured to the person of Jesus Christ at baptism, they have gradually abandoned their original identity as the children of God by the way they live their lives to adapting another identity altogether. This all boils down to the fact that at heart, many of us are yet to know God. Unless you are born again, unless you are circumcised at heart, you cannot claim to be a child of God. 
You cannot see the face of God. You cannot experience God in truth and in spirit. And so, dear children of God, today we are challenged to review our lives, to return to the Lord and allow Him to circumcise our hearts so that we can become truly one, so that we can be united in our, in, in, in our way of life, in our family life, in our places of work, and begin to pray with one voice and speak in one voice. Look at what is happening around us today. Whereas the world is joining forces to contend with and confront the circumstances of life, the supposed children of God, Christians, are busy dividing themselves. Look at many of our new generation churches today. Once there is a little disagreement between a, a pastor and another co-pastor, they go their separate ways and they begin to find new churches. And they claim God had caused them. God have entrusted them with a ministry. I'm not saying that God cannot entrust one with a ministry or cannot call one to become a pastor of souls. But how many are genuinely called? We break and scatter ourselves out of our selfishness and greed. Look at those who consider to be pagans, unbelievers. Those who are not the children of God. Those who belong to other religions. They marry and they keep their marriage at all costs. Despite all their limitations, flaws and shortfalls. Many are even into polygamous marriages. Yet Christians who, who are supposed to uphold the sacredness of marriage. The indissolubility of marriage. Abyss is destroying themselves and scattering their homes. Many who are from, you know, polygamous families, non-Christian families, are able to live together as one. But come to many Christian homes and families, siblings are at war with one another. You see instances of a parent who had died for quite a long time left in the mortuary because the siblings are not able to come together as a family. You see Christians fighting and destroying themselves over material things, landed properties, positions, um, political appointments, and a lot of other things, mundane things that are very, very transient. But you see the non-Christian counterparts come together in unity to fight for their cause. Can we say we are truly converted at heart? Are we truly born again? When we go to our universities, you see the students, all they go through in the hands of lecturers, all kinds of abuse. Not all lecturers, definitely. But check. Many of those who are involved in illicit, ungodly, unethical activities in our tertiary institutions, in our secondary schools, in our primary schools, in hospitals, in the military, in the business world, in different sectors of the human societies, are supposed Christians. I'm not saying only Christians do this. But when you come to a Christian-dominated environment, you see Christians involved in all of this. Instead of joining force, uniting as one to fight against the evil of our society, we divide ourselves and end up at times promoting the evils of our time. 
Beloved children of God, today we are challenged to allow the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and have our hearts circumcised so that we can be configured to the person of Christ, that our way of life will become Christ-like. It is only by that fact that we can withstand the persecution, the challenges and the troubles that are facing this Christian family of this day, the Christian world of this day, and come out victorious like the early Christians did. Yes, the problems we are going through today are not greater than us if only we can be united in the Spirit of God, not in evil, but in virtue and righteousness. May God bless you now and always through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always and do have a fruitful and very exciting week ahead.